Hello and welcome to another live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I was trying to get you some music going there, but maybe we're having a little bit of difficulty with that, so we'll try to get that on for you during the show. Again, I want to thank you. It's been a minute since I've been on um, doing the Butterfly Evolution Show. We've had, I think, just one for the month of December. So I want to thank you all for just coming back to end this year with a bang, basically, with no more excuses. We're eliminating excuses tonight. And this show is going to basically replace the standard show that we typically do for the new year, which is New Year's resolution. I just found that uh, in my life, New Year's resolutions were not productive for me, so I'm I'm not sure where you stand with that, but this is absolutely going to replace that show. We will not be doing a show on New Year's resolution for the 2014 year. However, that being said, I hope that you will allow this show to provoke um, you to thinking about your life, uh, where you were this time last year in, in deciding to make those New Year's resolutions. What changed? Have you changed? How did those New Year resolutions work out for you? And as we go through the show, I'll, I'll give you some reasons for that, uh, why it's important to kind of reflect upon that. Before getting started, I want to go ahead and I'm going to pull my unexpected co-host in tonight. Anthony, are you with us? Yes, I am. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? I'm great. Yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. How's it going? I'm great. I'm great. How you doing? We're we're wonderful. Well, just before we get started, tell everybody who you are. Tell us about the book, how to get the book. Uh, no, I'm putting you on the spot. So <laughs> tell us. No, it's I'm going to share my thoughts as well. Uh, no problem. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Anthony D. Collins. I am a, a radio host on Internet, uh, on, on Blog Talk Radio as well. The Anthony and B. Fly Show, um, Vibration Radio, comes on every Sunday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time and every other Friday at 8 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Yeah, I just published my first book called Life is Outstanding, um, set to release January 15th of 2014. I also blog on my website in, in WordPress, um, Anthony Collins uh, forward slash blog, Aggressively Demanding Change, the title of my blog. And I think that's it. That's it. That's all about me. Okay. Well, thank you, Anthony. I just want to share, before getting into the show tonight and giving you some more details, I just want to share with you all, and I'm, I must continue to say this, um, I read Anthony's book, and again, I'm not saying this because he's on the show. I'm not saying this because I've interacted with his show. It is simply a thought-provoking, applicable, um, very applicable to the everyday process of life. Um, I kid you not, I think it's been every day that I've mentioned that book to someone, whether it's myself or, or talking to someone, and in a conversation, I shared this with Anthony today, in a conversation with a friend last night, we were talking, and, and, and I won't get into details of what I shared with Anthony because hopefully this will, we'll get to share this with you sometime um, very soon next year. But just, just it's so applicable until you can kind of, again, it just fits in your everyday life. And if you continue to tell yourself, which I have to and I have since reading the book, my life 
is outstanding. It allows me to focus on the things in my life that are going great and the things that I want to draw into my life. So as so opposed to thinking about what's going wrong, what's not happening for me, that's energy going towards those things. Let me refocus and, and say, speak life into my life about what I want, about the things that I'm thankful for now. So that being said, I tell myself sometimes a few times a day, life is outstanding because life really is. If you don't have food today, somebody has not had any all week. If you have a bed to lay in, regardless of where you, it's where you want to, to lay or not, maybe your house is not as big, somebody has not had anywhere to live all year. So that being said, my life is outstanding. And thank you, Anthony, for writing that book. So Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's move along. I want to, before getting um, deep, deep in the show, just remind you, since it's been a minute, remind you of our housekeeping things. Uh, the chat line is open for those of you who are listening online with us. You do have to be a registered follower of the show in order for you to kind of comment or, or give us your opinions and questions about this show. So if you have not did that and you plan on um, getting some questions in or comments, comments tonight, go ahead and just select follow. It's a very simple and easy process. You can follow using your Facebook account. So do that for us tonight so that you can interact with us. The phone lines are wide open. You do have to select the number one in order for us to pull you into queue, for us to know that you do have a question or a comment. What I'll do in pulling you in, I'll provide you with your area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from tonight. So that is the way that I'll identify your call and pull you into the show. Um, can't go any further without bringing up our trash can baby. Remember to continue to remove to move those trash cans, and that again just promotes change in your life. It it allows you to think about how often and how much our mind keeps up with even the simplest things in our life. So move your trash can, monitor how many times you go back to its old location, if you do return to its old location, monitor how many times you go back there. And in doing that, think about changing your mindset. We have to work to change because eventually you'll find you'll, it gets better. As you continue to move things around your home that you frequently use, it gets better. And what you're doing you may not realize it right then, but you are training your mind to think, to always be thinking about um, your next move, basically, and does it fit where you want to go. So, Anthony, anything before we get going into tonight's show? Anything at all? Uh, just real quick about the trash can theory. Uh, usually maybe every other week or at least once a month for sure, my dad comes over and we play chess. Every time he's been coming over the last couple of months, he go back to the old spot and almost throw some um, garbage on the floor. So <laughs> everybody have, in the family is trying to readjust. It is. You know, I shared the story, I think, on your show. I think I shared it Sunday that a young lady had come over to my house over the holidays, and she it's been a year, at least a year, probably more mm -hmm. since she came to my house. And she passed 
by the garbage can to go to where it used to be. And so she remembers, uh, and she just kind of stood there, and I laughed because, of course, I, I'm just so amused by this trash can concept now and how people really remember even other people's stuff, like where I have right. my trash, and you pass it, you know. Right. And so she just looked at me, you know, this weird look. But it does work, and if nothing else, it gets people to thinking about what else am I keeping up with? What else does my mind just tell me to do without much thought process, and I do it. Sometimes even I'll back out my driveway, but because I typically go one way for the most part, I typically go one way but it, one way when I leave, but every now and then I may decide to go somewhere else and I'm going the opposite way, but out of habit, I back out and just go to the left when I really mm-hmm. was meaning to go to the right because where I was mm-hmm. going would be closer to go that way. So our mind really does keep up with our stuff. That being said, yep. the stuff doesn't work for us, but because we're used to it, great discussion, you know, great time to bring that up for this show as well. Sometimes we just get used to even making excuses. It becomes a part yep. of our life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, real quick, yeah, real quick, that what I want to add is, like, I think I did a post sometime last week about, you know, I'm a very routine person. I've built my life off routines, but over the past year or so, I've come to realize that sometimes routines can um, kind of slow down our progression because we're so content, we're so used to our regular routine that we don't allow ourselves to evolve or grow. So in other words, even if you have a great routine of going to the gym every day, but you're constantly doing the same exercises, so your body is getting used to those exercises. So if you don't change it up, you won't start to see the results that you used to see because your body has adapted to it. So if you take that take that same philosophy into our lives, yeah, you may have a nice routine of getting up every day, going to work, and taking care of your responsibilities, but you also might want to, um, you know, live out your purpose or focus on the dreams you had about five or ten years ago when you were a child, but because you're so used to your routine, you kind of put that dream on the back burner. So to say that, you know, sometimes we have to come out of our routines and try something new. Try something positive and new. And like I always say, and you always say it with me, you know, we have to start doing things with organized action. I agree. I agree. And it's, and it really is so uh, easy to kind of get caught up with the flow and with just the motion of life. You get up. You go to work. We do the same things. We don't try new things. We don't embrace new things. And I know that used to be me. I was – you talk about changing my routine, changing my life around – I mean, the smallest way, it would throw me so far off. Like, I just felt not normal. But I had to work that process. So um, I want to start with just defining, simply defining excuse. And it is an explanation that frees someone from fault or blame. So, again, an explanation that frees someone from fault or blame. And I found that interesting. I found um, a number of things in, in just kind of studying and researching for this topic. I found a kind of a, a little blog or story that I want to read. It's, it's, it's a little long, but, but not too bad, so hang with me through this because there's a great message about change, about how we look at excuses based on what we do in life, even down to our job. Um, So listen to this before we get 
deep into the show. I want to read it. Um, it goes, how often do you find yourself coming up with a myriad of reasons why you can't accomplish your goals or achieve the success you've been craving? My personality is to see the world as very gray and is accepting of creating and telling elaborate stories about why things didn't work out. When managing engineering projects, I was receptive to hearing team members provide excuses for not meeting goals or deadlines and try to encourage them with positive words. Then I married a fighter pilot who sees the world very much in very black and white. In that world, if you mess up, you could die. Fighter pilots learn to apologize, learn from the mistake, never make the same mistake again, and move on. For my husband, it was hard for him to take my laundry list of reasons for every mistake I made or failure I had. I had to explain everything for it to be okay. You can imagine the troubles this caused for my husband and me, especially in the early days. Aaron, you didn't pay our credit card bill on time. Is something Steve might have said. The answer would have, the answer would have liked to, that he would have liked to hear is, oh, crap, my bad, I'm so sorry, end of story, no excuses. Instead, what he would get from me is, well, I was going to pay it on Tuesday, but my computer battery died. Then I got a cold and was sick to, and was too sick to think about it on Wednesday. And then Thursday, I was so behind at work, I was just swamped. And then the baby was puking, and Ella had her school play, and on and on and on I would go. I found myself having the same type of mindset every time. I didn't meet a professional goal. So what she's saying is, I want to stop here, that the way she was living her life or making excuses in her personal life, she found that it came over into her professional life as well. When things weren't moving forward as quickly as I'd like in my career or with sales of a new product, I'd blame myself and then to deflect the self-loathing, I've come up with a list of excuses such as I was too busy with my kids or I'm too sleep-deprived from the teething baby. After a time, I realized that most of my excuses were related to motherhood. So she found that there was some relation to excuses to motherhood. And they were all real reasons, real things that made success Significantly, significantly more challenging. So what's going to change? My reality is that I have three very young kids, a husband with a demanding full-time job, a house to manage, and a, a verge ongoing business of my own. My life is promising to be a little nutty for the next 18 years or so. And it's a beautiful, glorious, loving, and fun, but also stressful and incredibly dam- demanding life. I cannot let that stop me from achieving my dreams and goals. So I'm adopting my husband's no-excuse line of thinking. 
didn't meet a deadline, didn't meet a goal, I know the reason. But I need to stop letting them be my excuses. I know my priorities, and they are my husband and children. My business will always come second, and that's okay. And so what has happened here, this, this did it for me. This story just kind of summed it all up because, yes, she – she knew what she was up against. Well, she had to learn through her her excuses what she was up against, but she did not make excuses for that because she signed up for that. She married. She had children. She had a job. That's what she wanted to do. So it's not a time for excuses. It's how do I make this work? What do I eliminate? What do I create? How do I prioritize? But it has to work. Anthony, anything on that story? Oh, yes, yeah, there's actually a couple things that caught my attention. As you was reading it, and even when I thought about you posting all the posts about excuses, excuses, a couple things flashed across my mind. And the first thing was that excuses are sometimes just basically a defense mechanism that we use because for multiple reasons, because we're either lazy, don't want to put the necessary work to do some of the things that we know. And another thing that we get caught up in is that sometimes we ask for things, and then once we get them, we're really not ready for them. Like I had a young lady, um, she texted me her vision board, and it had all these great things, big houses, big cars, a uh, lot of money and stuff like that. So I simply asked her, now, you, this is your vision board, great, you're going to achieve it because you put it out in the universe, but then what? Once you get the big house, once you get the big car, once you get all the money, then what? And she said mm-hmm. she didn't really understand that question. And what I've even learned recently over the past <clears throat> month or so with myself, because because of my book and because of the radio show and the, the way that things have been taken off for me and I've been, you know, getting a lot of success because of it, I've been asking my question, now what? What are you going to do with this success? What are you going to do with this no, new newfound power that you have of, of affecting people's lives? And that means we have to, no matter how much... <clears throat> we're doing, we have to always continue to elevate and evolve. Even me and you, as we was talking off the air today, we was thinking of ways to kind of evolve in both of our shows and certain other aspects of our lives. So that all comes back to excuses. Now, I can just simply say, well, I'm doing good. That's enough. I don't have to do anything else. What I got now is just enough. That would be me making an excuse not to try to elevate or evolve. So all of this part in it. Right, and I think we should always – work to elevate and evolve because we are, we, we change. We cannot get away from change. You, you all have heard this on this show. Things change. Our age change. We change. The days change. The months change. The years, the weeks, and so forth. The seasons. So you can't, you just can't run away from change. So there were so many things I, I got from, from that story and just wanted to share. And it's uh, HuffingtonPost.com. I wanted to make sure I give out the, the credentials on that, but it's HuffingtonPost.com. Uh, that's where I received that that article from. I I want to go back to them and check the, the chat line here. Okay, we have a lot of people out there. So you guys remember for those of you who are just coming in, if you have questions or comments, just post them there, and I will periodically check the chat line for comments or questions. Those of you on the phone line with us, you do need to select the number one in order for us to know that you have a question or a comment. Tonight's topic is excuses, excuses, excuses. What are your excuses? Can I add add a couple more things just to kind of explain the last statement? Because 
the young lady didn't quite understand, and maybe some of our listeners don't understand. And the best way I can do it, think about how many people we've seen, athletes, business modules, or people that we know personally with great success, money-wise or whatever you want to call success. And a lot, a good, great percentage of these people have ended up broke, flat broke, lost everything. And if you have a chance to talk to them or research their work, they would say, I visioned these things, I got everything I wanted, but then I didn't know what to do with it once I got it. So that's why I always tell myself and I tell people, be careful what you ask for. And once you receive what you ask for, then what? What are you going to do with the things that you receive? So I think it's very important for us to, like, overstand that point. I do, too, Anthony. I also think it's very important, I'm going to say overstand, that <laughs> it is it is more important for you to make a vision. I'm going to go back to your vision board because I see this is popular, the vision board thing, and I see so mm-hmm. many vision boards that <laughs> focus on outward, outwardly things. I don't see, Absolutely. I don't think I've seen one that focused on internal. What am I dealing with? Do I have a history of feeling rejected, unforgiveness? What are those things that I need to internally heal so that I can eliminate excuses? And if I don't want to go with you, I'm just going to say, no, I don't want to go. I'm not going to think of a lie and tell you, you know, this huge lie of why I can't go. I'm going to just be comfortable in the skin I'm in because I'm going to heal from the inside out. I always say if you got a Band-Aid on, it, do, it doesn't usually hurt unless you're snatching it off something that's already, something behind there. So usually when we say something to someone, if it hurts them, if they're, if they're offended some way, it doesn't mean what I said is wrong. It means it could also mean that it hit a nerve. There's something inside of you that that made what I said kind of stir something up inside of you. So I say that to say we can you can get the big house, you can get the big car. You're going to still like many people find yourself unhappy. You're still going to need yep. that internal healing. Go ahead, Anthony. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. I mean, that's an excellent point that um I didn't even think of and didn't cover. And you're right, most vision boards that you see, and I have yet to done like a, a, a full-blown vision board. I'm more of a person that I write it down in my notebooks and stuff like that. And it's funny that you mentioned that one of the things I always try to make sure I take accountability of is, you know, the spiritual side, that internal part. You know, I'm always talking about self-reflection, and I'm glad you reminded me of that. So let's, let's, let's also make it a, a strong point tonight for our listeners that, hey, all this stuff we're talking about, vision boards and, and success and, and excuses, none of that stuff means anything if you're not okay with yourself, if you don't know how to love yourself, if you're not willing to self-reflect. You have to take care of yourself first. And a lot of people, I go back and forth with a lot of people, you know, about one of my quotes when I say sacrifice is deadly if it compromises your happiness because a lot of people feel that you're supposed to sacrifice for your kids, for the sacrifice for everybody else. But if it's compromising your happiness, you're no good to anybody. You're no good to your kids if you're not happy, if, you, if right. you're not healthy, if you're not around. So sacrificing for your kids or your mom, your dad, your brother, your aunt, and you're not happy and your health is not good, what are you really accomplishing? Because now you're going to pull them into your negative energy, and just because you sacrifice to try to help them, it's not going to help them because they see you suffering. So just do what you're happy with. And, and when it comes to sacrificing and things of that nature. 
I agree, and I think people spend a lot of time making excuses. Um, as I just said about if someone asks you to go somewhere, you know, somebody will just, rather than just saying, no, I really don't go, I want to go, I can, or whatever, we get into this people-pleasing or this trying to be the, the good person, and I can I can raise my hand and say I was once there. I didn't tell people no. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting to the point where I can say, nope, can't do it, <laughs> and feel okay. You said nope. And and feel okay. Um, But that was a growing part. I had to grow through that. So um, just remember, as you guys, I'm glad you bought the vision board up because I I didn't even think about that, uh, the fact that people don't list anything internal, you know, that they need to work on internally. So good point there. I want to, um, why do, let's talk about why do we make excuses. We may have kind of covered that a little bit with going back and forth, but I wanted to, I I love the book, The Road Less Traveled. I just love that book. And today I found out that there's so much more to that book or other additions to that book, Um, but The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck. I don't know if you've read that, Anthony. I don't think I've asked you that before. Um, No, I haven't, but I want you to inbox me just the title and name so I can look it up. No, I haven't. But there's a good part, great part in there that talks about people of the lie. And there's actually, I learned today, there's a book that is called People of the Lie. And I remember reading uh, The Road Less Traveled for the first time, and that part was so interesting to me. And as I think about why we make excuses, going back to the definition and explanation that frees someone from fault or blame, I feel like it's safe to say that because we don't want to be wrong or to be blamed for anything. We live in a a world full of lies. People don't deal with mm-hmm. the truth. We don't deal with the truth, especially our truth. So people of the lie, in the book, The Road Less Travel, people of the lie, they're explained as this. And it's also interesting that this chapter that talks about people of the lie, it, the chapter title is Blame and Forgiveness. And remember the definition an explanation that frees someone from fault or blame. So this chapter talks about blame and forgiveness, and it's called the blaming game. And people of the lie is explained as this. Um, it says that most people, if if there if there is evidence around that might point to their own sin and imperfection, and if the evidence pushes them against the wall, that typically and usually the people, not people of the lie, but normal people will make some kind of self-correction. So that's if they see their imperfection, if they're pushed against the wall, that most people will make some type of self-correction. But those who don't, they call these people people of the lie. And so that was interesting to me, and it goes Mm -hmm. on to explain basically, it says because one of their, meaning the people of the lie, one of their distinguishing, distinguishing characteristics is their ability to lie to themselves mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as others. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. The ability to lie to themselves as well as others and to insist on being ignorant of their own faults and wrongdoing. Now, there's that word again, fault. There's another word that came out of the definition, fault and blame. So it says, and to in- insist on being ignorant of their own faults and wrongdoing. Their guiding motive is to feel good, to feel good about themselves at all costs. 
at all times, no matter what evidence there may be that points to their sin or imperfection. Rather than using Hmm. it to make some kind of correction, they will basically um, go to great expense and use great energy trying to exterminate the evidence. And the excuses do just so that's powerful. That re- that just summed it up for me as to why we make excuses, especially those. Because ex- to me, ex- an excuse most of the times, most of the time is a lie. In some sense, we are lying to ourselves about something. Mm-hmm. Something we're not dealing with. Something. I'm not saying that's all across the board. But what do you think? Mm-hmm. Anything on people of the lie? I know that was a lot there, but I always no, go back. I mean- that that was that was excellent, Tammy, because it just helped me. I was just as you were saying all that, I was reflecting over my life. I was reflecting on a great series of parts of the book that I wrote. Remember when I was saying in the book, if you can remember, like how I used to just lie my way through life, how I chose to lie because it felt so comfortable, it felt so easy, and, and I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Every just think about maybe that relationship or friendship you was in. Well, you know the person was doing you wrong, but you would lie to yourself just to keep that friendship or relationship or marriage going because it was comfortable. That was your comfort zone. So we've all been in that place where we'll make excuses or just like you said, now you think about, yeah, an excuse is a lie because we'll make an excuse and lie to ourselves to just stay in a situation that seems comfortable at that time. That was a great portion of my life for the first 27, maybe 30-odd years of my life. You know, I created a, who I created what I thought was a better me for people to receive, not for me to receive, because my problem, I wanted to be received by people. I didn't care how I received myself. I didn't care if I loved myself. I just wanted to make sure that people received me and people loved me. So I made any excuse. I created any lie that was possible. I put tons of energy into maintaining that lifestyle just so that I can have that image of being loved by people and being received by people. So that part of that book is powerful and profound. Indeed it is. Right. And that, it, it leads, in, in my opinion, it leads to a, even with trying to please people, and, and you were talking about um, sacrificing for yourself first. And, and we've, we've been taught, well, I, I say I think I was, kind of taught to always kind of take care of people. And I think we've confused it to the point where we give so much until we don't have anything for ourselves. And then we, after a while, we become bitter. And even in your giving, you're not giving of your heart. And that you're not blessed when you're not giving from your heart. You might as well not do it if you're giving with, a, a, you know, with an envious mindset or angered mindset. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So important to take care of yourself first, and that doesn't mean we're not telling you to be selfish or never, never help people or reach out. But when you can't, you just can't, and you should. Exactly. We should not feel bad about it. Exactly. You just can't. Certainly, don't need to create excuses um, because, again, they are they become lies. Um, mm-hmm. Want to check the chat line? We're oh, okay there. And our phone lines are open as well, so do select the number one if you have a question or comment. Anthony, what do you think some of the most popular excuses are? And if you want to kind of break them down, uh, I kind of went for personal life, business, 
perspective and so on, but you can pick anything. What do you think the most popular excuse is? Ass. Shoot, I can do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that. Just, Maybe that I, mean, I think I think that's one of my popular ones, and it can be the most simplest thing. Like, um, okay, you can go in there and mop the floor, man. I can do that tomorrow. That's an excuse because ain't no reason I can't get up and do it right now. So mm-hmm. to me, that's one of my popular ones when it comes to a lot of things in my life. You know, I've been doing a lot better where I, I I've stopped putting things off. Like, I try to just do it when I th- – if I put it this way, if you think about it, do it when you think about it. Instead of just saying, like, okay, I should do this, and then I'm going to say I'm going to wait till this month or that month. No, nah, start planning to do it now. Even though even if you don't have the money, if it takes financial things, at least have the plan out. At least have the outline of it out so when you do get the money, you'll know what to do about it. One thing I keep reading about every successful – see, one thing that I've been doing – I've been researching who I consider to be successful financially, people like 50 Cent, people like Oprah, Tyler Perry, Bill Gates, things of that nature. And one thing that intrigued me, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, one thing that intrigued me that's similar by all of these people who are very successful is that when they didn't have any money, no means of no financial awareness, they still had a plan. So when they got the money, they was able to implement the plan. So think about that. Think about exactly what I'm saying. And I had to really understand that part myself because I used to always think, well, let me get the money first. I'll worry about the plan later. But if we really think about it, it's kind of backwards. So now what I've learned to do is I have a whole bunch of outlines of plans of things that I want to do. Okay, I want to do this from A to C, and then if this come up, I can try this way, I can try this way. So then as I get the money, I can go right to it, and then I execute it so much easier and so much better. Okay. What do you think about I'm too busy? I don't have time. What do you think about oh, that one? That's, that's, that's another, that's another, that's you. That's top five right there. That's actually yes. a good show in itself. Like, you know, what it, man, that's, that's a good game, everything. I'm too busy. I don't have time for it, all that. But, you know, I, and, and that, that was one of the, well, the most popular one, according to the sites that I kind of visited on excuses, and that kind of hit the top of the list on, on just about all of them, I'm too busy. Um, and there's a quote, time is, time is a created thing. To say that I don't have time is like saying I don't want to. Because, and that was a, that's a good quote. I don't know who, who, whose quote that is. But people make time to do what they want to do when they want to do it. People make time to see who they want to see when they want to see them, period. I can, I, I've been down that road, oh, I'm busy. But if, if, if I really want to do something, I will make time to do it, period. Yep. And if it has to do with your life, with changing, with progression, you know, if you don't today, you probably won't tomorrow. It has, it has, I think, Anthony, you mentioned on one of the shows that maybe I was listening to that you got to a point where you said to yourself, if this is my life, why can't I have, why don't I have more control over it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, and it seemed like the most simplest and craziest question, but, it became my reality. Like, okay, wait a minute. I'm the one getting up every morning. I'm the one putting my clothes on, doing this and doing that. So why I don't have more control over? And, and of course, it takes a, it takes a faith system. It takes for you to know yourself spiritually. 
but you still should have more control of your life. What thoughts are you putting in your head? What What is your attitude? What is your energy? What are you imagining? How are you attracting things in your life? Are you being persistent? Do you love yourself? You know, all these things play an important part about how you can control some areas of your life. Absolutely. And if you're making excuses, you you're not going to change. You're not going to want to... You're not going to feel like anything's wrong or there because you are li- people of the lie. Remember, you are lying to yourself and have started to believe your lies. And in your mind, there's nothing wrong. Your excuses have become your truth. Yeah. Yep. So it's so easy. I, one thing I've noticed about some people, and it used to be me. So I understand when I say these things, it's not like I'm better than anybody. Nothing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I, a special person. Nothing like that because I was in this realm. But what I what I noticed that it's easy for some people to just live that lie. You can show someone the truth, they'll do their own research and, and research, and they'll come back and tell you that it is the truth. But they'll still choose to live that lie. Now picture that. Picture that. You'd explain to someone that hey, this this might here right here may be very well be a lie. They go on and do their own research and, and agree with you, like you know what that is a lie. But I think I still want to go that route. A lot of people just prefer to be in that comfort zone. That's another form of excuse. Right. What do you think some of the root um, issues are for for people who really live a life of excuses? Because that's kind of where I wanted to really, wanted to get people to start to think about excuses, but also take it a bit further. Because when, when you have particularly... Well, let's let's use relationship. Let's use love because, and, and I'm going to start there because most everybody is, is interested in, um, I'll say, women being somebody's lady, somebody's baby, and men. You know, anything. Anytime you see some postings about relationships and things like that, they seem to get a lot of feedback. So mm-hmm. let's go there for for a minute. If if let's say. Let's see, I want to be very tactful in this. Um, Mm -hmm. With relationship, if someone is um, making excuses, I think you brought that up earlier about how how people will make excuses and knowing that they're not happy in that relationship, uh, making excuses or telling a lie so that even people perceive the relationship as a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then how do how how is one able to see that they, I need to get out of this? There's something there that needs to be fixed, but we get so caught up in the lie until we cannot mm-hmm. we we don't even see that something's going wrong with there, and it becomes who we are, and we stay. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about mm-hmm. change, people don't want to change, especially if it's going to expose a little bit of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I can really speak real good on that part because, you know, my last serious relationship with somebody I went to high school with and we carried on like a off and on sexual relationship for almost 17 years before we even decided to get in a relationship. And once we did get in a relationship, I knew going in that it was pretty much a damaged situation, but I kept making excuses, kept lying to myself. And then finally when I got to that point, where I knew enough was enough, I'm not going to pretend to anyone who's listening that fear didn't come into play, doubt didn't come into play, 
But one thing that overcame all of that was the sense of just really wanting myself back, really wanting to just be at one and be at peace with myself. You know, I can't even give a real complex answer. You know, everyone always say, what made me change, what made me do this. When you get tired, those five letters, that one word, then you will really change. And I mean, when you really get tired of looking at yourself in the mirror, when you really get tired of things that's going on around you, then you will start really self-reflecting and finding yourself and do things to pull yourself out of the realm. And that's where I was at in that situation and a lot of other various situations in my life. I just got tired. I got tired of feeling a certain way. I got tired of making that person feel a certain way. I didn't care if I was right, if I was wrong. I just knew it was time to let go and pray right. pretty much let God. Right. What What are you, going back to your decision, you're saying, you said when you stepped into the relationship, you knew, you kind of just felt some things that weren't right. And going back mm-hmm. to reasons, because, again, I feel that there's deeper, there's a deeper-rooted um, issue that we need to resolve in dealing with our excuses. Mm-hmm. What reason would you say, and I want to kind of get on re- reason versus excuse and so forth, what reason do you think you kept moving forward in a relationship that you kind of figured was doomed before you before it started? Now, I can remember that day like yesterday. It was I was on my way to the grocery store. She called me on the phone. We had been pretty much being exclusive with each other for a while, and she pretty much asked me, like, where are we going? Um, do you think we should try to be in a relationship, a committed relationship? And when she asked me that, my first, my intuition, every bone in my body told me no, but what came out of my mouth is yes. And the reason, once I got off the phone, I, I said, man, why did you tell her that when you really don't really feel that way? I was saying stuff to myself like because I'm comfortable with her. I don't want to start over with nobody else. Um, you know, I've been knowing her for so long. You know, these are all the things that was going in my mind, even though I knew that we wasn't properly jailed to be in a committed relationship. And like I say, that conversation is vivid. And that was like, man, that was uh, 2006. Yep, that was the summertime. It was August of 2006 when I had that conversation with that young lady. Like I said, I can remember everything I was doing. I was on my way to the grocery store. She called me on the phone, wanted to talk to me about it. I didn't feel good about it at all. I went on and said, yeah. I got off the phone with her on the drive home. I felt uneasy, but these are the reasons that I gave myself that I decided to proceed forward with this certain situation. So the reasons really were excuses to help you validate Yeah, okay, that's where I want to go. So, Absolutely. So I want to read this, and I posted this. Some of you may have seen it. I posted this this earlier. Behind every excuse, there is a reason. What is the reason for your excuses? Is it feelings of rejection, abandonment, fear, lack of faith, lack of self-love, lack of self-awareness? You don't know or have a relationship with your father or mother, Is it your past? Is it denial? Is it negative thoughts? I could go on and on, but you get the picture. If we don't deal with the issues in our life, they will control our daily living and destroy our future. No more excuses. Mm -hmm. We are digging up roots and planting new seeds on Monday, December 30th, and that was an explanation of just one of the Mm -hmm. things that I put out there. So it's very important to understand reasons, versus excuses, and I think that plays, I don't know if you've ever kind of studied perception versus reality, 
That's okay. another show that I plan to do next year and go more in-depth to it because basically, you know, we have this perception of what life should be like and how we want our lives to be, but reality is reality. It is what it is. If you're not the one for me, I can make up excuses. I can give myself reasons to stay with you, whatever you want to call it. And 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 we and apply this to everything, y'all. We're talking about relationship because typically, again, people find it easy kind of to relate to things about relationship. But this is just not about relationship. This is about your life. Apply these things. And remember, reasons versus excuses. We can we how how does that work in your life for you? Are you making excuses uh, and giving yourselves reasons to do things so that you don't have to? And where are those things coming from? Where are those decisions coming from? What has happened? What has rooted in your life to cause you to be fearful, lack of faith? Because at the end of the day, these are the things that this show is about. You're, you're being fearful, unforgiveness, lack of faith, lack of self-awareness, knowledge of self, current circumstances. You know, so often we look at where we are now and think this is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. This is as good as it gets. This is, I, I mean, I, I remember hearing people saying, even myself, well, you know, I want to go back to school. And then four years later you'll say, I still, you, you could have been done now. Just mm-hmm. start something and finish and if you want your life to change, start something on that vision board. Write something that you know has internalized in you that is causing you to make bad choices for your life. But you can't do that if you are a people of the lie because you are lying to yourself and your lie has become your truth. You, if, if I can add something, I think one thing that's helped me a lot is um it's real hard to do because you're really facing yourself and your failures. But every time you fail at something or every time you make a mistake, write it down because it helps you visualize that mistake. It helps you really soak in that mistake and seeing like, wow, I really messed up there. But it doesn't I don't want you to do it in itself where you put yourself in depression. I just want you to do it where you keep yourself in awareness so you can be fully aware of that mistake and then work your way through it. And then you'll find yourself, and even going back to it and saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to finish this. Because if you think, remember I talked about that in my book in, in uh, Chapter 5, that I realized I had a habit of quitting. So what I did is I wrote down all the things I could remember that I gave up on. And it, even if I didn't have any interest in those things, I went back to them and I completed them. Just to give myself a sense of self-confidence, a sense of pride, a sense of persistence, and now that is helping me to um, complete things that on a daily basis today. Right. You know. Also, I, I hope I'm going to quote this right, but Anthony, I'm sure you probably know this quote, and I don't know who who spoke this quote. But if the if you make a mistake, you the first mistake. No, the first one is a mistake. The second time, it becomes a choice. You, can, you can't make a mistake twice, the same mistake twice. Is that right? You cannot make the same mistake yeah. twice because the second time, it becomes a choice. So how yeah. many times, I'm going to go back to relationship because, again, that's kind of where we are, but how yeah. many times do we have to continuously make the same mistake? We continue to select the same type of people connect with people that we know we don't have any common ground or interest 
and we're just going with the flow. So, again, a lot of these places or the uh, most of the time we end up where we are because of our choices. So if we know that, then when do we decide to put on that vision board, I need to think about the choices I make and why I make them. Why do I continue to end up in the same place? Why do I continue to make excuses? Why do I continue to pick Jody or Sally, you know, and end up with the same type of stuff? Why am I at the same place I was four or five years ago? Why didn't I start school then, if that's your thing? Why didn't I start that business? If it wasn't money, then why didn't I get a part-time job to try to save up for that? You have to want it bad enough. My, my son said something interesting to me today. We were talking about, I was, I was sharing with him that, uh, and I posted this on Facebook as well, that after church yesterday, and there's, there's been some things that's just kind of been occurring in my life that kind of made me think to myself, wow, Tammy, I think you're losing your heart for people. And and that was probably one of my greatest gifts, that my love and my heart for my genuine concern of, for people. And so, of course, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that part of myself. So yesterday in coming home from church, I found myself just kind of quietly talking to God, you know, God, give me strength. I do not want to lose my heart for people. And I think what has, has happened is people will use you up and you will reach out to people so so often, and every now and then they'll reach out to you for, for whatever. And uh, the way I explain this to Brandon, I said it's, it's like seeing someone outside standing in the rain, getting wet, but they have an umbrella in their hand, but they just haven't put it up. So I go out with an umbrella. I put their umbrella up so that they don't get wet, and I put my umbrella in their hand just as a backup. And I said, but if I continue, if they don't move, if they continue to stay out in the rain, and if they let their umbrella down, now they have two umbrellas, but they're, but they're getting wet. They still are getting wet. They're not using any one of them. But if I continue to go out and continuously take another umbrella, another one that they don't use, then who, then who is crazy here? Why, do I, why would I keep doing that? And so he said, Mom, they're not standing out there for because they want to change. They're standing out there because they want attention. And that was profound for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not saying, just come give me a little bit of attention, but I don't want to do anything to change my life. I don't want to have to do any work. I don't want to have to let, you got ten umbrellas out here, but I'm not letting one up. And so that, I, I, that's, oh, go ahead. You got no, no, I just, I, yeah, I just want to add, like, you know, and the, a lot of times what I found, the reason why some people are still stuck in that rut or in that position, you know, because I've been there, is because, you know, I say this all the time, self-reflecting is very hard because you're facing yourself. There's no one to blame. You can't blame no one. You can only blame yourself. And then when you start finding out who you are spiritually, that's a real lonely journey. And sometimes we don't want to take that walk, but we have to take that walk, you know. And I, I, I profess that, and, and I, I really demand that. You should demand that of yourself because when you come out of that realm, you're going to be such a better person. Your standards are going to be at a level where you're never going to negotiate those standards, and that's all that's about, Tammy. What, you, what you're seeing in your transformation right now is that you're not, your heart is not dying out. Your heart is just having a set of standards now because now you're at a place where, you want people to be authentic the way you are. And I can, I can understand that because that's where I'm at. 
If you're 100% authentic, you want people to be 100% authentic too. They might not have to do it in the same areas, but you want to be able to receive that, okay, this person has my interests as well as I have theirs. And that's all it is because sometimes, you know, unfortunately it is some people out here that will use you or use us to, to bare minimum if they can get away with it. And we can't get mad at them. We have to get mad at ourselves because we was the fools who I got out there going in the rain and kept giving them a new umbrella. <laughs> We were the ones who kept going out there and kept exactly, calling them. When they exactly, and you get tired. You get, you just get yeah. burned out. And you be like, okay, if you if you if you want to stand in the rain with all these umbrellas, go go ahead. I'm closing my door, and it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that if I look out and see you with the umbrella, that I won't come back out. But you have to stop making an excuse and seeking that attention. You mm-hmm. have to a first. And once you do that, I'm with you for the long haul. I'm with you all the way. But I can't, I can't, you can't just beat a dead horse. There's no need. There's no need. Mm-hmm. So yep. that brings me, and I do have a comment, and I need to check. Let me check the phone lines to you guys. Okay, we're good there. We got a lot of people listening in. Thank you guys for tuning in. You, you're quiet, so hopefully that means you're taking this <laughs> in. Um, I'm going to yeah, share they, a comment they that note, I received. note takers. <laughs> they, they really are. I have a, a note-taking audience, but, but I'm thankful <laughs> for that. Um, I want to read this quote, and then I'm going to read the message that I did get uh, by way of text. And that's another way for you all. If you want to send me a message through my cell phone, you certainly can uh, there. But I want to read this one, and I kind of gave some background. And the reason I came to this one because I shared my um, – well, this was a conversation because I also had this conversation with a friend last night about my that not wanting to lose my heart, and then I had that conversation again today with Brandon. So thank you, Anthony, for sharing that. I know in your book you also talk about someone got to someone helped you to understand the importance of communication and and honesty. Oh and yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, that's that's really important, man. We you know we might be running out a little bit of time, but yeah, communication. That's that's probably number two next to self-reflection. After you come out of learning how to be in loving yourself and self-reflecting and, and understanding who you are, now it's important to know how to communicate to people because we cannot just assume people know that we're going through something. We cannot just assume that people, you know, um, understand that we have in certain situations and go through life. We have to be able to communicate that. And nowadays, it's so easy to communicate. We got text, social media, email, letters, everything. So it's really no excuse for it. Right, right. Well, I'm going to read the quote, and then I'm going to share the message that I received. This quote, again, okay. was kind of piggybacking off of the not wanting to lose my heart deal. Um, and basically, Anthony, you're so right when you talk about accountability or authentic. I do, because I, if I'm going to hold myself up to this process of change, if I'm not going to allow myself to make excuses or um, stand out in the rain with my umbrellas, then why should I want someone who I love and I want the same for their life? I want them to have an outstanding life, Anthony. So, you know, I should deal with them in truth. I should expect greatness from them. But this is a quote from Anthony Robbins. Anthony, his name is Anthony. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, it says, anytime you sincerely want to make a change, the first thing you must do is to raise your standards. 
mm-hmm. people ask me what really changed my life eight years ago, I tell them that absolutely the most important important thing was changing what I demanded of myself. I wrote down all the things I would no longer accept in my life, all the things I would no longer tolerate, and all the things that I aspired to becoming. And that, to me, I mean, we could we could really close the show there because it goes back again. It starts <laughs> with you. You can't change mm-hmm. my life, Anthony. You can give me the tools, the information to do it, but the work is going to, is 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 up to me. The process, mm-hmm. the progress is up to what I do. Those organized actions that you talk about as well. So, again, that's Anthony Robbins' quote. Anything on that, Absolutely. Anthony? This just pointed out, you know, that remember we kept I talked about it, you mentioned it, write things down. Writing is so essential. If you if you're a laptop or, or or a tablet baby, put it in your put it in there. That's still another form of writing. But you have to visualize it because we are visual beings. It's important. And again, once you research any successful person, whatever they successful in, they tell you they write stuff down. That's how they visualize things. And it's not easy. And do not be scared to seek help, but seek good, positive help. If you know you got a cousin or a best friend that's negative as hell, and I don't even know why they're your, your best friend or your favorite cousin, but that's who you got in your life, don't go to them for advice. Don't go to them for help. They negative. I don't know why you're even socializing with them, but, hey, I'm not going to go get into all that. Go to somebody that you know who is positive, who you know who is successful, or who you know who ha- kind of has the same dream or goal that you got. When I wanted to write a book, I went to authors that wrote four or five books, four or five successful books, and asked them for their advice. They was more than more than happy to help me. That kind of helped my growing pains. I didn't really have a lot of growing pains writing my first book because I seeked out the necessary help that I needed. But I didn't go to somebody who wrote a book or didn't like writing or hated his book or hated her book. No, I went to some people who had nothing but positive things to say about being an author and writing a book. You know, you bring up a good point about the people because, again, we get caught up in, just like you talked about earlier, um, really sacrificing. We do so much sacrificing for other people. We also feel that we have to be around some people and maintain relationships with people. And I'm learning that the hard way, that sometimes, you just have to let go. You just have to move on until you're at a place where you can handle the darkness, the negativity. And, and, and sometimes you're just not strong enough or at that point where light and darkness can meet, basically. Um, I'm still kind of going through that journey, and it depends on the person as well, their relationship to me as well. But I'm finding that mm-hmm. to be a difficult process. Um, it is. Also, it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You, you really hear a nail with me there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Also, the process of the transformation or the change or dealing with your excuses, just to get back a little bit on the topic, you know, I, I, I picture my life as, because it's not easy, as you said, Anthony. It is, it is a lonely mm-hmm. process. It is a very changing process. I mean, you, you never know day to day. Things will surface mm-hmm. up in you, but I picture this, and you guys can picture this as well, just a life of, of hills, mountains, and, and you go up on your, say, running, bike, whatever, 
but and going up is really difficult. But you go down, you can just kind of cruise. Enjoy where you are. Don't go mm-hmm. back. I think I, I posted something about this a few weeks ago, your current location. So often we, we make progress, something happens, throws us off course, and instead of remapping from there, okay, now where have I grown to, where am I now, and how do I get back on track to get to my final destination, Think about this. If you map quest from get to A to Z, you get to point C and get lost. It would be crazy for you to go back to A and redo all this again with the map quest with, with map quest at your at the at the tip of your hand. Just map quest it from where you are. Rather than going back. So often in life we go back to that place of comfort because this is difficult. But once you get to a certain level of it, if you hang tight, if you stop making those excuses, if you write on that vision board what you are dealing with internally, what you want, what your goals are, then don't let anything or anybody stop you. Keep going. Unless you want to go back and live a life that is miserable, without purpose, without passion, which a lot of people are doing, whether you know it or not. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I know Me you too, talk indeed. about it in your book being one of those mm-hmm. people too. <laughs> Absolutely. I so, mean, man, this show is profound. I'm glad you came up with this show. This is powerful right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read, and we'll. I said we were going to try to. I got two hours noted, but we're going to try to do it within an hour. So maybe about five more minutes. I do want to read this message. And for those of you, again, um, thank you for, for staying with us this long. I see you out there. and. Select the number one if you have questions, and I'm going to check the chat line right after. Um, well, I'll check that now. What is the name of his book? Okay, Anthony, while I'm getting ready to read this message, will you give out your information again? I have a question. What is the name of your book? Go ahead and tell them the name and oh, how okay. to order it as well. I appreciate that. Anytime I get that, I pre- it was so funny real quick that while I was on the show, a couple people texted me and said they purchased my book, and, you know, this is like my wow moment because, like I say, you know, now what? What am I going to do now? But I'm going to show you guys in 2014 how I'm going to elevate and evolve. But to answer that question, the name of my book is Life is Outstanding. You can find the book at www.anthonycollins.com forward slash book. You can also find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes and Nobles. You also can find it on Kindle. So I appreciate the support that Tammy has given me, um, support from her show, from her supporters, and people on my show and all across the globe. So continue to um, follow Tammy, continue to follow me, and we have a lot of great things coming forward toward, toward you guys next year. Thank you. And, and Anthony, you know, you guys, we Anthony and I didn't plan. Anthony had no plans on hosting with me tonight. I kind of just pulled him in and, I love it, I love it, I love it Yeah, anytime Thank you for that, it has really flowed perfectly But this is a a text actually that I've received um, Just as as an example of what we're talking about Excuses not having time or not the right time And this this person text said I talked about school for years And each year I told myself it wasn't the right time. And when I stopped making the excuse of not the right time and started back in school, look at me, 15 months, 
I have not only the prerequisites for nursing school, but an associate with a possible bachelor's in allied health. If I do another year with a 3.57 and an opportunity to get in nursing and, and graduated by the time I, and will be and will have graduated by the time my daughter graduates from high school, and both kids maintaining their grades above 91 percent. And then she goes on to tell me that I'm not losing my heart. You are gaining you. Wow, the God that, the you, wow. the you that God created. So thank you for that. And this is someone mm. who I actually uh, thought about calling this person, one of her siblings, to say, to just to say, do you think your mom has made excuses? Because this person I see just holding it down, like, like I don't even know how she really gets from point A to point B because she's always going. Her kids are still in sports. They keep their grades up. She keeps her grades up. If anyone has a reason or an excuse for I don't have time, it will be her. But mm-hmm. she does she doesn't. So again, you have to just like the late the, the article, the story I started out with, you know, she just said basically I came to a point where I'm a mama, I'm a wife. I have a job. This is my life for the next 18 years, okay? Pull up the sleeves. Let's roll with it. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's make it happen. So um, let's see. So we got your the name of your book out. Got that question answered. Last call for callers. I see you guys out there. Um, I think I've just about covered everything. Again, this show um, hopefully has, has just kind of put something in you to make you think especially the next time you decide to give someone an excuse, think about it. Is this an excuse? Is this a reason? Do I need an excuse? Do I need a reason? Am I thinking about myself here? What are my goals? Who am I? What are those root causes or the root, the, the real issues that um, give me or uh, feed me the need to have reasons or to make up excuses? for those reasons. And then think about perception versus reality. We're going to do a show on that, perception versus reality, the ego, and we're going to really dig deep because I don't care if you get the big house, like Anthony said, the big car, the best man, you're going to, you're going to wake up one day and realize I am not the best me and none of this stuff matters. None of it matters. You get to a point like what Anthony said, if this is my life, why don't I have more control over it? Why aren't I happy? Why can't I control my day? Why can't I control how I feel? Why can't I tell this person, no, I can't do this today? Don't take on more than you can do and don't feel bad about it. Don't make excuses for it. So any last um, any last words, Anthony, anything you want to give the audience to take forward, particularly going into the 2014 year, anything you want to give them, please do. Um, sure. Just, I know everyone is big on vision boards and New Year's resolutions. Um, if that's what you do, it's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with that. But I say start right now. Whatever you get on that vision board, whatever your New Year's resolution, get up and start right now or start first thing in the morning. Why do you have to wait till January 1st? That's my thing because chances are, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, I've been there with these New Year's resolutions when I used to do them, 
by March, you ain't going to be doing it. You can sit here and pretend like you are you won't. We all know we don't got the New Year's resolution going, and by February, March, we don't, we half of us don't forget what we had a resolution about. So, yes. hey, if you're really serious about that change, you're really serious about that transformation, start right now. As soon as you get off the Butterfly Evolution Show, start doing it right now. Start doing it first thing in the morning. Other than that, have a happy new year, and we can't wait to be back here, you know, next year. Great, great. And I want to end with a quote um, and tell you guys really to just, first of all, just really work on self, really work to understand who you are, accept you who you are at this point, but make a plan, organize actions to Understand where you want to be and how you need to get there. Write it down, front and center, read it daily, study on it. Get someone in your life that is going that direction. Doesn't mean that they're going to the same location, but they're headed there. They're moving forward. But this quote is by Kevin uh, Go, Nago, I think it is, and it says, if you don't make the time to work on creating the life you want, you're eventually going to be forced to spend a lot of time dealing with a life that you don't want. simple though. Make that you gotta make time for you and don't feel bad about the time that you put in for yourself because you can only be the mm-hmm. best mother, father, daughter, whatever. You can only be the best to anybody, if you're first, the best to yourself and you understand yourself. So uh, work on you. No New Year's resolutions, a new day, new goals, new organized actions, new plans. Because if you if you say New Year's, you think you got the entire year to work on it. And then, like we are now, we're at the end of 2013. Where did this year go? So it's new day. It's a new day. Forget about December 2014. Forget about tomorrow. It starts now. If you got time to get off the phone and watch TV, call Jody, call Cindy, whatever, work on you. Work on you so that you don't find yourself <laughs> spending time with a, in a life that you don't want. Okay? So... Love you guys. Thank you for the support to Butterfly Evolution Show. Anthony, as always, thank you for your your words of wisdom, your blogs, and so forth. If, if you guys ha- have not read his book, again, it is Life is Outstanding. Uh, I appreciate you just kind of jumping in and, and being on the show with me. And I just want to tell no everybody, have a safe and happy rest of this year. We'll deal with next year, 2014, when we get there. Uh, that being said, Anthony, any last words? Oh. oh, no, that's it. Just thank you for having me. It's always, always a great show, great time. So I, I look forward to, you know, doing more shows with you next year. Everybody have okay. a safe and happy New Year. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in.